You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Yo, what's going on? It's really, it's really. <laughs> Welcome to Factors TV. What's going on, y'all? This is VI. This is uh, episode 36. 36, Big Kurt Dog. Appreciate you. <laughs> Welcome. You know, we're back to it. Um, is that my ring going off or yours, Deontay? Turn it off. Come on now. Uh, welcome back. You know, it's holiday season. It's a lot of things going on. Really, what's going on with you, man? You're a beep. Yo, man. What's up, man? What's up, man? It's really, man, um, the more serious substance-filled twin. Um, having a great week, man. Just living life, man. You know, wishing Deontay turned his phone down. But, you know, this was we live in color. You know what I'm saying? We've been getting down, kicked out. But welcome back to Converge. <laughs> We're black media matters. <laughs> This is probably the best intro we've ever done. What's uh, what's going on, man? What's up with you, man? How you doing? I'm cooling, man. Um, school uh beating beat my head, but um, I'm actually getting getting crazy. I whoop your head, man. Um, quantitative reading right now. You know what I'm saying? So I'm doing math, math, math. Quantitation, what? Quantitative reading. That's where you're reading math. Don't don't try to sound smart, Joe Deerte. Just <laughs> trying to make your name sound fancy, Deerte. So uh, a little bit of homework, uh, hanging out with the kids as usual. Put up a Christmas tree with the babies. Um, got a fake one or a real one? Got some gifts. Uh, bought a fake one, took it back, and got a real one. Because I like the smell. I like the fresh smell. I do. I, I hate to like clean it. up. Yeah, but, you know, it's worth it. So that's about it, man. Uh, just dealing with the seasons, dealing with that snow. You know, people in Seattle, when they see snow, they freeze up and go crazy or either just crash. So that's about it for me. What about you? Man, I was almost one of those people, man. My Yukon <laughs> is not four by four. That was hilarious. I hit I hit the neighbors with like four recycle bins, like, <laughs> like a bowling ball. And you know, I could drive too, but I forgot. I wasn't four-wheel drive, and it, it was so slow. I was just sliding, just looking at it like, I say, yeah, yeah, I'm going to hit it. Better that than the fence. So they were cool. They are like, all right, man, I'm cool, man. You guys good? <laughs> recycle bins are not over, but I'm good. Uh, Dogs, man. I'm, beautiful I'm, puppies, man. I see them going to beautiful homes. Yeah, man. They're going luckily blessed with people who really wanted them and want to give them great homes. Like they have stockings hanging up and taking family pictures. So it's really dope to see that, you know, especially with the hard work that comes with it. Luna, um, one of the dogs that um the the Merle, yeah. Um, she has more outfits than I do. Well, she's fit. Her owner had a wardrobe ready for his dog. That's what's up to see people really embrace their puppies. Uh, yeah, when they she, buy she's been from here to there. Um, she's going to Japan soon, so it's just dope, man. It's just it's dope. Uh, I got another litter dropping soon, so this month, so it's just work. But that's you know that's what I've been on, man. You're really, a who man, man? You really just getting you know? Right, man. Uh, you man. know, it's, it's it's like having kids, man. But you know, um, this week it's been a lot of noise about um. Mr. Primetime Deion Sanders. Oh man, he's 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 media right now. He is your the price. Who ain't swat? Listen, man. Yesterday's price, not today's price, was a person. It'd be him. Um, we we're gonna get into it, but it's just astounding to see not only how people are going against him or feel the way about what he did, but also on the other hand, the impact he has. Like it has to balance out. 
it has to balance out, but you can't please everybody. And I'm proud that he's rooted in something bigger than himself, whether it's servicing others, the youth or God. So he's not letting it get to him because a lot of people who don't do Jack Dilly squat, you know, are talking down at him, you know, disrespecting what he does do for everybody else. Like they're talking about him leaving, you know, after such and such years, but they're not saying what he did. You know what I'm saying? Within that time that the he revenue was there. That they came in. And there's other things that's on the low that's going to come to light. But the revenue he brought in, uh, TV deals, back-to-back swag championships, um, first undefeated season in school history, first number one recruit in school history. Like, so many things goes into it of the situation, why he's leaving and how he's leaving. But he left you guys in a better state, better situation. Um, he showed you the blueprint of how to win. TV deal, all you know, that. TV deal, Hulu TV deal for 10 years, $30 million. Like, he came and brought you guys, and now there's still money missing. He paid out his pocket for his assistance. He gave his money back to help pay for facilities and finish off it. I read that it was tennis yeah. courts and other things that he helped finance. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy because they say, you know, uh, every major university and stuff has alumni and people who give back, you know what I'm saying? Boosters and stuff. And they say only 13% of JSU alumni give back. So and that's horrible. If yeah. you know anything about our schools that's up here, you know, you know, PWIZ, oh, everybody always talk about no, those. I'll talk about high schools all day. Oh, no, yeah. Seattle high prep. schools is our, our boosters is paying, you know, alumni are paying more than what they are. So you yeah. got to think about that 13% that graduate. And then most of them will say are professional. Yeah. They're not athletes. They're like professional businessmen and women. Yeah. So maybe, you know, they might not think that they can donate as much or give as much. But 13% is not enough. It's really not if you want a school to uh, advance. And when you think about the state that a lot of these HBCUs are in, they really don't have a lot of resource. You know, they really don't have a lot of uh, great and, and facilities as it is. And see, that was my issue. We're not going to just talk about prime. Like he's the you know beginning and end of all the issues. Howard earlier past two years were complaining about dorm rooms, water issues. You know what I'm saying living conditions. You know what I'm saying so many so many HBCUs are underfunded, and it's been way before he went to coach a football team. Yeah, so they, that's my issue. And there's a whole bunch of people I know who went to HBCUs, Howards, and different places who are saying the same thing. You know, don't blame him. Biden and, and Kamala, uh, Kamala. <laughs> whatever her name is, karaoke. They cut it from twenty five billion, I believe, to four billion dollars. No, I think it was forty two billion. Forty two billion to, to four to, to four, two to two billion. To two dollars. billion. Okay, get my numbers right. But I know it was a double digit to a single digit number of billions that's given to yeah. HBCU. BCU. So you guys are getting mad at the wrong people. Are mad at prime time for elevating himself. And he said one of the realest things that that you ever think of as a coach, as a player, anything in sports, either you get. Hired or you get fired. There's no in between. You know, you either get promoted or you get demoted. You know what I'm saying? And that's just real talk. As a coach, what is he supposed to do? Everybody works Sit to around. move up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody works to move up. Keep moving while you're hot. And that's one thing I had to learn. Yeah. You know, let's say promotion game. You're in one club and it's going crazy. Yeah. You need to keep one. Yeah. You need to keep another one. You know what I'm saying? My thing with it is that not only are people talking, but it's people who have no plans of donating to HBCUs, no plans of ever attending. They didn't you know even watch saying? the game. They didn't even know what JSU was. They no, wasn't watching games or nothing. They didn't know at all. What's, what's the craziest part to me is he's in the same state as Brett Favre. And nobody's really talking about talking Brett about Favre. Brett Favre's situation or the money he stole from at welfare. He brought you money. Yeah. He brought you money. He brought you notoriety. Just like a Colorado, they already put up a stat of it's been 42 million impressions on this, 100,000 more followers. They've had the biggest merch day they've had in school Ever. history. Yeah, they you know the what I'm most, saying? Yeah. So they're identifying what he's doing for them, and they're appreciating it. JSU's like, it's not enough. We can't do that much. You need to come back and because we're black. And we're so tired of getting out the mud as black people. Like, can we do some stuff? He showed you to win. You have to go big.
coaching facilities. You know what I'm saying? You have to be able to recruit. Recruiting. Recruiting. Come on. That's a stat that people don't think about having the money and the the space to go recruit that cost to go sit down with these families to go be in this kid's face like hey we want you you know what i'm saying that just paying a kid to get to the kid because there's multiple kids you got to go and see before years in before starting the next year so it's a whole bunch of people that people don't think about when it comes to having the money and resource you know to really cultivate a good football team and that goes into the nil deals and stuff now where a student. It's crazy because now there's no rest season. Well, what before we get into it? What is nil? That I wanted to. What is nil? Like, what what is that? Have to I'm not about to chop it. Well, I, I I'm saying basically is it's an arrangement with certain companies, certain businesses with the um, whether it's uh, college football or basketball, basically getting partnership, paying athletes for their likeness or for their influence throughout college and it's legal now you know you never be able to pay college athletes so that's another thing i was going to speak on with deon sanders and the next subject was the nil deals and the portals like how much do you think that affects college now like not just with colorado but we see what it do it's a great example but it's so much different from when we were in college where you get stuck if you don't you know what i'm saying and then you're not making money there's a lot of people who probably miss out on opportunities because this wasn't around then. I mean, there's, there's plenty of people who missed out on the system. The system's totally different now than what it was. You damn near still had to come, like, kids weren't full scholarships and still broke. You know what I'm saying? So now it's where you can make money, you get sponsorships, you can sign autographs and keep your money. You know what I'm saying? Whereas back then, you couldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? There's so many people who lost their Heismans, lost rings, you know, lost Other playing awards, time, yeah. lost awards because of things like this. And now it's changed. It's just like the marijuana laws where people were penalized and now it's okay. And it's kind of a smack in the face of everybody who was penalized, you know what I'm saying, and uh, subjugated to it. But it's also dope because kids have their, their future in their hands where at first they didn't, where usually you have to transfer, sit out a year, red shirt, whatever it is you got to do to sustain your eligibility, where now is I can say, hey, man, they're not going to play for them. If they accept me, it's all good. I'm balling there. There's no, you know, there's no issue. And I can pay for it, too, if I want to. So I think it's in a better place, but there's still powers that be. You know, that's why people don't even understand the difference between, you know, FSB and Power 5. And, you know, they think it's all the same, and it's really not. You know what I'm saying? There's different powers, different laws, different rules. Um a major thing that I think about with the NILs and the portals is I I didn't really even look into the portal until now. Like I heard, okay, portal's cool. I never thought about how it really works until Dion did all this. And we start seeing kids who were there or coming there like, hey, I'm jumping into the portal. So my look it up is basically saying it gives college athletes the ability to transfer within a certain amount of time to another school and have the eligibility not be affected and not have to redshirt. And that is amazing. So along with the NIL deals, portals are allowing people and kids to make changes. And if they don't feel like this school is good for them, this situation is good for them, I can make a move. Or if I got a chance, just like um, the running back, what's his name? Uh, Trey Sanders from Alabama. Yeah, like yeah. he he's at, he's at Alabama. He's like, hey, Prime, you know, you got some room. Say, oh, you got room for me? That's yeah. major. That that gives him opportunity. Like you said, he's at Alabama, but he's probably playing behind or playing. He with. was hurt. There's you know the depth charts crazy. Yeah, and you know it's real because a lot of Alabama fans are like, hey, go ahead, do your thing. You know, we wish you luck because you are a stud. So it goes to show you, it's giving kids their control back. You know, I know I'm not doing good here where you, you used to be stuck in a situation and politics and rules and bylaws kept you there. Where now it's going to say, hey, this, this isn't good for me. 
and we could come to a mutual understanding where you could find somebody else to give my scholarship and I can take it and go somewhere else where they're offering. But you have to be stuff. picked up though. No, that's yeah, what, yeah. yeah, don't leave unless you picked up. But yeah, people you know, realize you're gonna have portal and be sitting there. Before we leave this, I just wanna say with Dion watching that auditorium and he told that one in eleven team from last year that he was bringing his own luggage and it was Louie. I almost fell on the ground. That oh. was hilarious, yeah, dog. Because I know it was like, um, excuse me, Negro. Yeah. We play here. Yeah. He's like, oh, I don't care about none of that. We're trying to win. But so. that's how they do. That's how we do, uh, do with their own, you know. No, that's why I tell people, like, the people are mad because his son, he said his son's going to be a starting quarterback. But how many times has Johnny Ray Johnson, you know what I'm saying, got Junior, the third, yeah, you know, got a starting position yeah. or head position or manager or managerial position because of who's in his family. So it's what should be going on. Um, but um, I wanted to give a shout out to Lex Screenings before we took a break. Um, he had, well, he had Converge on. He had me on representing Converge, uh, showcasing our um, our documentary we put together, where we put together for D-Pig, Long Live D-Pig and the Sea Panthers. But he has a screening. You know, he, Lex has screenings where he shows movies, he shows music videos, he shows art, he shows different things of local talent. And he said he did that because he used to walk into film festivals and nobody looked like us, you know, and everybody, you know, is the same thing I told him with, you know, different fields of media. You know what I'm saying? You really don't see yourself. So it was pretty dope. Uh, he had us at the night show with uh, Tina. Uh, we was out there with Tina and the guys and they had different acts there. Um, Troy Carter was there. He's over Prince's estate. He's a big manager from hip hop. Like it was, it was some heavy hitters in the room. It was rock artists, uh, Jay Pender, Black Soul. Everybody was in there and it was pretty dope. And it was a good event. He had Convergent there to, you know, do a screening. We got good feedback. And he also brought us back to Crocodile to do another screening for us. So I want to say shout out to Lex Screenings. Um, he does screenings all the time. I believe he's on IG at Lex Screenings um, and Facebook. But look him up. Uh, I appreciate him you know, looking out for us and having us on there because we got to reach certain people. Um, the senator... Excuse me. I'm, I was jelly, man. There yeah. was a lot of people in there. It looked real nice. Oh, no. Man. It was like a beautiful room with beautiful nice. energy. You know, a whole bunch nice. of people. So, yeah. You know, I just want to give them a shout out before we take this break. We're going to take this break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to finish talking about some things. Uh, episode 30 what? 36, big dog. All right, man. We'll be right back. A world of wonder awaits at Pacific Northwest Ballet's The Nutcracker. Treat your loved ones to the Northwest's favorite holiday tradition at Seattle Center's McCall Hall. Tickets start at $27. Visit pnb.org. COVID-19 hurt my income, my health, and my family. We were about to lose our home when we heard we might be eligible for homeowner assistance funds from the government. We called 1-877-894-HOME, and a housing counselor stepped in, talked to our lender, and saved our home. Federal funding details at WashingtonHalf.org. That's WashingtonHAF.org. Welcome Sorry. back, man. This is episode 36. I'm really. It's not even on you, it's on me. Oh, it's on both of us. What's up, man? 36. What's going on? <laughs> hey, I had a question for you. I'm going to ask you before the break. Curtis, you have to get me off of him in a second, man. <laughs> hey, man. I'm, 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 I meant to ask you before break. Reality TV or hip hop? Which one's worse for the black community? Reality TV. What? I know that's right. <laughs> that's, that stuff is, listen, bro. You're saying it's reality TV with a script. 
Deontay's like, man, listen, <laughs> uh, we have that debate. Hip hop does have influence. It has major influence. It's the culture. But at the same time, it spreads both messages, positivity, business, along with the clubbing, the gangster stuff, the killing and shooting. Reality TV promotes toxic stuff, stress, fighting, arguing, divorced women who are wives, housewives, wait, 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 housewives. Like, you know what I'm saying? The house side, chicks. side chicks is getting shows. Oh, that's toxic, bro. Shout out to uh, Doug and Jackie Christie, the only real housewife ever. Because <laughs> all even Shawnee, uh, Shaq's ex why ain't nobody married. <laughs> she said that. Yeah, ain't you know, y'all just know somebody. You know, you used to know some, you got kids with somebody. But um, it's definitely worse to me. How about that? I know you You like that stuff, though. You think that stuff's funny. That's not funny. Some of it is funny because it shows the ignorance without me saying it. Like, that's like every argument I, I can bring up something about reality TV and it goes to you can't control people and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So I love it because it shows a reality that I'll speak on and I'll be deemed the bad guy. But I ain't got to say it with that. But other than that, is some of it's good and some of it's ignorant. You know, reality TV to me was real world Seattle. You know, like Man, something listen. like that. Like this stuff is just embarrassing yourself and everybody else for nothing. You know, it's not big enough check. It's not big enough check, man. You really spread yourself thin. What it does, you know, it does give you social currency, which you can create products, create services. When you're buzzing, you got the buzz going. It does help with that um, music and all that. But as far as the influence, as you said, it's way more of a negative influence to be over hip hop. For sure, for sure. I don't see how anybody can see the positive other than women being empowered but what light are you being empowered in and then also you know the business side but other than that it's a down man like that it's nothing attractive about uh, yeah stuff. i mean i totally agree i mean think about it will smith didn't smack nobody in no hip-hop era you know what i'm saying it's all about the reality tv stuff you know, yeah, I'm tripping. <laughs> for real he didn't what hip-hop will smith tv will smith Born and raised on the playground is where i spent <laughs> happy as hell his mom stood in the way he was still happy now in reality TV, his wife, ball head slapped like. No, you ain't right. No, you ain't something, man. Old people like, bro, man, you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, Deontay Wiggy took a drink. <laughs> What's <laughs> oh, Deontay? Okay, good. All right, but no, yeah, but okay. So I don't think I think it's both. I think TV does affect people more because I feel like more people watch TV than listen to music. Honestly, maybe I'm wrong in that. This stat. generation, no, no, no. It's not TV. It's streaming. It's just it's more, visual. Yeah, yeah. It's videos and streaming. So no, I do. I I could agree with that, but I still think that hip hop has way more influence. People listen to audio a lot. You know, we we start even when we start doing our podcast. We're like, do people listen to audio? But they really do. But but people watch a lot. I That's mean, why I said the streams got TVs on them now. Yeah. Cars got TVs. Like back in my day, you had a Tamagotchi, <laughs> and it went off and you fed it. <laughs> you know, so things are different now. <laughs> um, Curtis Dog. <laughs> on a serious note, Willie Jones Jr. Um, was a black landowner in Alabama. He owned about sixty acres of land, and um. Not gonna lie in a year, but basically, University of Huntsville, Alabama, the business, the business and administration offices where the school was first built is his backyard, basically, and it had a well on it. 
And for years, he supplied the neighborhood with fresh water until they came and built the university. And basically, they condemned this land when he didn't want to sell it for $900, which today would be 9000 so they did. He, he so he didn't want to sell it. They took his land, condemned it, and then built the university. So now his family's going after his legacy, the money, the land, and wants everything back. Um, I think it just goes to show the mess of history. You know, a part of the U.S. Bruce's Beach, Manhattan Beach down there in yeah. L.A. In L.A., you know? that family has been uh, honored uh, their land back, and then also the money from the um, equity and. The investment property. Yeah, you know, they gave them it's a hundred and something million over these years. But I hope I've heard about it a little bit and get deep into it, but I really hope that other people start to see. And if you know of your family, anyone having land that's old to them or you know, ancestors who are, you know, relatives, family that, that had land taken from them, stuff like that, is really viable because they're having turnover stuff. If you're going by law, now it's where the law is working in our favor. Even with the Manhattan family, they're like, you were forced out, certain things were forced and signatures was and now they're finding that out. Oh, now it's time to really stand up on that because it's going a different direction. Even with California talking about the reparations for black people, they're trying to put into and and, and they've been pushing that for but the, they've been pushing that for a minute. And one thing I'll give California, I don't know all the politics, but I've seen different things with different cities. Like I believe Sacramento or Richmond at one point gave all the residents like a thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then another point where they like, it's, it's not hella big stuff, but they, I see them do little stuff where it includes the residents. Yeah. And that's even like Alaska where they give the dividends, you know, cause they make so much money off of oil and stuff or in Colorado where that one year they made 300 million plus and they, they, and they gave it back to charities yeah. and they gave people dividends. Yeah. So I think it, it's been overdue for black people for sure. But I just think the overall just giving back and make sure everybody's okay. In the pandemic, we printed money, yeah. you know, but no other time we get nothing else. Get no money, we've, get getting, we've given Iran or excuse me, I'm not even going to mess it up. I'm not even going to mess it up. I'm not. But we've given them, I think it was like 400 billion or something. It was, it was it was it was it was one of those places um, we've been supplying. I don't I don't want people to 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 think that it's like we're waiting on something that's not meant for us. A lot of this stuff is already ours, and we just read the con out of it, red line out of it. Those are real things that's happened. You just got to know your history and know facts about it. Um, I hope that he does his family does get that land back because that's an institution that also segregated us. That also was open and black people couldn't go to it. You got to think about it at a time. You know, Alabama is a very segregated place in a certain uh, era. And for it to be a certain situation, almost like with Pullman, you know, Wazoo, there was a black family there that was pushed out, one of the first settled families. So it's a lot yeah, of history, sure a lot of stories where you can find out that you were forced out of somewhere. You know what I'm saying? You were told, just like here with gentrification in the CD, you were told to be here, you're condemned here, you can't leave the central area without a work permit. And if you're caught outside, you're arrested. Now it's, you look weird being here. You know, you're black in the CD now, it's all white. So um, it's definitely a cold, tricky way, but it's like people got to realize that we're owed that. If we're owed anything, we're owed that. We're owed the land, we're owed the opportunity, the resource. So it's about time we start getting it. So I want to give a shout out to Trey Simmons. He just took over Garfield's girls basketball team. That's huge, that's huge. And uh, after a sizzling situation, it's, no, it's light in the dark. You know, if we're going to talk about it, we're going to talk about it. And we have to make sure that we protect people in our I'm community. I'm scared. You know, young people in our community. Um, there was an incident at Garfield. The whole culture staff was let go um, due to some horrible things. And I don't have details on them, but I just know that there were coaches and people were blamed for things. Allegations. Allegations that uh, 
students and co coaches were messing with our culture was messing with a student player and it's just something that's horrible and it needs to be brought to light which it will be we got to protect our students we got to protect our our babies and anybody who's a culture have allegations like that it should separate you from anything because you have one job and that's to lead and protect people so trey simmons is stepping in in a dark spot creating light and it's something that the community needed and um he personally told me himself that b-roy's like man bro i need you I need you on my team, man. The boys are about to go run, but you know, he, he has a calling and he has a lot of support. And I think he's actually excited about it. You know, he, no, he, he's excited. And the thing is the girls also asked him to stay. He told me, um, I talked to him. He said, you know, he was thinking about it and they had brought somebody else in and, you know, he woke up one morning and was like, you know, I'm going to stay because the girls would hit the group chat and say, Hey coach, like don't leave. You know, we like you. So it's dope that he's stepping in. He's continuing his legacy. Garford alumni, professional, baller legend overseas like did his thing i think they're really gonna buy in you know to what he has to offer um i i, I feel like what happened needs to be brought to light by but him stepping in is gonna not overshadow it but give them because they still have a season to play you know that's my thing this is a championship team yeah, you know they still, got a championship they caliber championship, team yeah and you know they still have one to go so I'm just thinking he could take the their, their mind off what's going on now and just say, hey, let's get ready to ball and go ball. So, let's ball all the way out, man. So, yeah, shout out to him. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Um, I wanted to uh, just send love to people out there during the holidays because there's been a lot of mess going on, been a lot of craziness going on. So I just want to send love and light. Uh, we don't celebrate the same. Everybody's different. But just enjoy people. Enjoy your family. That's what I'm trying to do, and that's what I expect our loves to do in this time. Um, have a great Christmas because – Honestly, I don't know how this year is gonna go, man. 2023 is coming fast, man. You guys better buckle up because it's about to be summertime in a second. That's what I'm waiting on. I don't give a damn about the holiday season. So enjoy it, man. You take time for yourself, man. Go out, take care of yourself this year, man. Because you know what? It's about you, man. Self-care is the best care. No, yeah, and that real self-care, not that stuff where you're just a dog and you just run away from your issues. Real self-care. Um, happy holidays to everybody. Stay warm. Um, if you could be be nice to people, if you can help people out, if you can um, keep those babies like safe at school. Sickness, like my son told me, his his teacher made them put their coats in a basket. I was like, you're not doing that. <laughs> you're not doing that at all. You're putting them back in your chair and my teacher asked them to say, yeah, what? We're just spreading everybody's house germs. So keep the kids safe. Keep them with vitamins, minerals. If you're from Seattle and you're an adult and you don't take vitamin D, you're childish because you are you have an attitude because your vitamin D is low. So <laughs> shout out to everybody. Shout out to the producer's <laughs> director, Shaylon, Big Kurt Dog, Deontay. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> so uh, this, episode, <laughs> this, this episode 36. We'll see you next week if Kurt meets us here. <laughs> What well, love, y'all. Right, Appreciate it, man. Yes, yeah. TV. When the blue notes, that's a mobby pass. More chops than karate class. I can hear the blues when the shoddy blast. The whole block blowing horns, that's that Jackson jazz. When the blue notes, that's a mobby pass. More chops than karate class. I can hear the blues when the shoddy blast. The whole block blowing horns, that's that Jackson jazz. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents.
Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.